All is fair in love, war, and challenges. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Defender. What the fuck is the deal, Pasteurs? We have been gone for too long. What's it been? Three weeks? Two. Two weeks? It seems like fucking forever. How have you guys been? I missed you guys. I was like, damn, like, been a while. Yo, how was your Christmas? It was good. How was yours? Very chill. Bananas, what you do? Um, well, I'm Italian and Catholic, so you know, Christmas Eve is more important than Christmas Day, so we have like all the tons of fish and shit like that my favorite holiday ever then christmas you know spent time with the family went to the girlfriend's house um hung out got some cool shit yeah you know typical shit though how was yours a fucking nightmare becky (laughs) (laughs) mine was good i'm i'm latino uh we celebrate on eve i didn't actually know italians also celebrated on eve yes we do so uh yeah so i just did that hung out with my family ate a lot of food had a really low-key Christmas. That's the way to do it. I fucking hate Christmas, too. The kids call me a Grinch. <laughs> I hate everything about Christmas. I hate Christmas music. I hate Christmas trees. I hate Christmas lights. If I ever seen Santa Claus, I'll punch him right in his fucking shit. I don't like Christmas hey. at all. But... But does that come from working at retail, though? Because I hate... I also hate Christmas. But that comes from working at retail. That comes from being born a Muslim and never being able to participate. Oh, why all these motherfuckers getting gifts and shit? I'm over here mad as hell. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Don't you have Kwanzaa? Been for... No, wait. Wrong wrong religion. Jesus. Kwanzaa? What, which one's Kwanzaa? You do realize you're the only black guy here does he celebrate Kwanzaa. <laughs> that happened. That happened. Live on I air. don't know. Is that racist? I thought it was a Muslim uh, holiday. It is not. I don't remember. It's not. I'm Catholic. Wow. So I don't. That's that's not my fault. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So yeah, we've been going for two weeks. It seems like it's been much longer than that. Just so happy to be back. We are going to jump right back into the challenge. Free agents. Right now we are on episode five. Make sure you check out at LWC Podcast on Twitter. You can go back and you can watch all the episodes so you can catch up with us. Also. I would like to announce the Love War Challenges Awards for 2019. We're going to start rolling out all of the categories. You guys will be able to vote on all of your favorite challenges throughout the year and a whole bunch of different categories. You can expect next week's episode, we will go through each one of those one by one along free agents. So we got Love War Challenges Awards coming up and Also, don't forget that I am going to be in Nashville 
with my lovely girlfriend Monet for Challenge Mania Live. Becky will also be there in Nashville for Challenge Mania Live. Uh, what about you two fucks? You guys going? Uh, I got school that week after, so like my last semester when I graduate, so I don't want to like fuck that up, so I will not be there. Lame. Whatever you say, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dick. Literally. Previously on the challenge. challenge. <laughs> At the bounce out challenge, Team Bananas smashed their way to victory over Team Cara Maria, sending them into another draw. <laughs> At nominations, the winners selected Latoya and Brandon. Enjoy that elimination. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jordan's attitude continued to anger his housemates. You walk around with your head, you do nothing. You can go draw, Zach pulled the kill card for the guys, while Cara Maria's luck ran out, pulling the kill card for the second time in a row. Of course. Me. Again. However, Cara Maria rang up another victory, sending Latoya home. Unfortunately, Latoya, this is your time here on Free Agents. In the guys' round, Zach steamrolled Brandon, knocking him out of the game. Back at the house, Bananas predicted that Loose Cannon Jordan would slip up. His game's gonna bite him in the ass, too. It's not that I had any respect for Jordan going into this. I've lost even more. So the episode opens up on CT helping Carver work out. It's always nice to go back in the day and see how close these two were and how they're still close to this day. But the real meat and potatoes are bananas of the whole thing, as bananas is just trash talking Jordan. I don't feel like low man on the totem pole here. I feel pretty dang confident that I can come out on top no matter what it is. Jordan's been running around the house like he owns the place, like he's the best competitor here. People give him way too much credit for accomplishing literally nothing. So at this point in the game, Jordan has got a couple of flops under his belt. Do you guys agree with Bananas that Jordan is just way too confident too early? Or is Jordan the real deal at this point of this game of this season? Becky, kick it off. I think the one thing that always bothered me about Jordan is I always felt like he was very cocky. And instead of just showing what he can do, he just boasts. I mean, it's always great to have that confidence in yourself, but it gets really agitating. Antonio. Wow, that's the first time you were calling me that. Damn. You want me to go back to calling you bananas? No, I don't care. I was just pointing it out. So, Jordan, at this point, I think he's he is being cocky. He hasn't done anything. This is, what, his second season, right? If I'm wrong? Yes. You know? The second season, and he hasn't really done much. So, for him to tell, like, him to come at vets like that, it's kind of a bit much. But I respect, I do respect the gameplay because, you know, I'm like the same type of person. I'm also cocky. I, that's just who I am. But... You really can't blame Jordan, too, because he wants to make his presence known, especially during this time where everyone's really fighting to get called still. So he has, he wants to come after the best in the game. All right, Tyler. So uh, is Bananas on to something? Is, uh, is um, Jordan too confident at this point of the game? I mean, yes and no. I mean, from the standard of, like, I'm a veteran, why is this, why is this new guy talking so much smack? He has literally accomplished nothing, which Bananas says. Uh, then yeah, he's he's right on it. But I mean, no, he's kind of wrong because, I mean, if Jordan fully believes in himself and knows how good he is, then why wouldn't he be, you know, bragging about his skills? Exactly. You are on a competition reality show. You have to be 
have to be confident, at least into yourself. All right, everybody, welcome so to your fifth challenge here on Free thing. Agents. Woo! For today's challenge, piggyback. You guys are going to be separated into two teams of 10. To begin, all 10 players are going to start on one platform. And when I say go, the first player is going to jump on the first rope. The second player is then going to use the first player as a human bridge to get to that second rope. The third player is going to do the same until all 10 players have their own rope, at which point the first player is then going to peel off, use the second player, third, fourth, all the way to the second platform. Now keep in mind, guys, you have to touch every rope, both hands on one rope, until all players have crossed from one platform to the other. The team with the most players across in the fastest time will win today's challenge and be safe. Today's daily is going to be called Piggyback. We can definitely see that this is going to be a heights over water challenge. TJ arrives and the teams are picked. Okay, moving on with the girls. Camilla. All right. All right, so Johnny, you're up first. Which girl do you want? Uh, I'm going to go with Teresa. All right, moving on with Camilla. Which guy do you want? Johnny Bananas. We've done this before. Let's do it again. We'll go with Zach. Laurel. Woo! Woo! Uh, let's try and help Kyra change her luck. Yeah! All right, let's win. Yay. All right, Camilla. Which guy? CT. Jordan. Nani. John A. Kahata. Mr. Roy Lee. Anissa. Uh, we're going to go with Jessica. Isaac. All right, Johnny. You want Swift or Preston? Go with Swift. Get over here, Preston! It's really difficult to be picked last continuously, but I always end up doing really, really well. All right, Camilla. Devin or Jasmine? Chazzy, I got faith in you. About times I'm All right, Devin, that means you're on Johnny's team. All right, everybody, teams are all set. You guys ready to go? Yeah. All right, get suited up. Good luck. So, Preston is picked last again. Some things change, some things don't. So, we're going to start with the purple team. Devin falls extra hard. They obviously have no strategy at this point. Um, I don't know why people go into these challenges thinking the no strategy strategy is an actual strategy, but it's actually the worst strategy they could ever strategize about. <laughs> So Devin flops, just flops. Swift almost looked like he was going to make it, but he flops. Teresa flops. Uh, Zach finally makes it over. He thinks that the guys should skip over the girls. At this point in the game, do you guys even think that's a good idea? Honestly, with this challenge, there really is no, like, safe strategy because each female is different. Like, you have someone like Kara and Laurel who can probably handle having, you know, a guy like Zach or CT, like, putting their weight on them for 30 seconds. Then you have a girl like Jasmine who won't last in that situation. Dollar? It's just it just goes back to like your no strategy thing. It's just everything that was done in this just felt backwards. Stepping on people is just going to put more weight onto them, which is gonna tire them out, which is gonna, you know, let them flop into that water. I was surprised not a single person was skipping ropes. Like with their to. feet. No, with your feet. Like reach across on the girls, put two hands on it, and then put your feet to the next rope. And then pull your hands over. Like, you could have been stepping on only the guys the entire way while grabbing the ropes with your hands. I just thought it was weird how they were doing it. And, and those gloves did not seem to actually help a lot of people. Well, that's why uh, Preston took his off. Facts. And that was very impressive. Yeah, I was shocked. 
Preston, Preston has been very impressive so far during the, during free agents. He's done a bankup job. So Kari gets over. I'm really proud Mo of Kari. It's nice been a long Kari. road for her, and not believing in herself. And now she's like one of the toughest girls here. Aww. So Jane falls. Lee makes it over. And then now it's time for Jordan. Jordan makes it pretty far, but he slips and falls before hitting the platform. And you know, Bananas definitely has something to say. Jordan, Mr. I can do anything you can do better, try hard, head of the century gets up there and just totally the bed. He's basically, figuratively and literally, has hung himself out to dry. And Purple Team is going to finish it. We're getting four people over. Now, it's time for Team Yellow. So Team Yellow starts out strong. They shoot right out the gate. And they think that they have a strategy. And people crouch so they can be stepped on. And uh, Anissa flops, so does Nani. Preston almost doesn't make it. He slips, he drops the gloves, and he makes his way back up. Day after day, Preston continues to prove that he is actually of value to whatever team he's actually on. He needs to stop being slept on so much. Banana slips, he recovers, but he drops so he doesn't take out Preston, which is definitely a veteran move. I definitely give Bananas kudos. Not a lot of people have the foresight to make sure they do that without taking somebody else out. Kohuta makes it. Laurel makes it, Camilla drops, CT drops, Isaac makes it, Jasmine drops, surprise, surprise, and Preston makes it, gets it in. So both teams got four players. No one knows. All right, so both teams got four players across. However, Preston, you didn't touch the last two ropes with both hands. Oh, I'm so angry at myself. I can't count it. So, purple team, winners. All right, both hands didn't touch the rope. Do you guys really think it was fair for the challenge guys to take this one away? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's in the rules. That was the rules. Well, yeah, but this shit was mad hard. I mean, and come on, sometimes, you, so sometimes you gotta let shit slide. A lot of shit, a lot of shit slid when it was Loru versus uh, Ninja. So if seven, yeah, but... if seven others can do it, so can he. Here's the thing, though. What you just said, though. It's all about status. Now, if that would have been Johnny Bananas, they would have let it count, and they would have oh, said, let's up. go to the time. No, <laughs> no, no, but it's, no but, it's, but it's real, though. It's, it's just every sport has it. It's just like the NFL. It's like Aaron Rodgers can get away with stuff that, you know, Sam Darnold can't. You know, uh, in, in the He's challenge world. No guys disrespecting like, Aaron Rodgers on this podcast. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm, but, but, like, I'm not insulting him. I'm saying that he is su has such a high status in his sport that he can get away with things. Same with Johnny Bananas, CT. If either of those guys would have... But not at that time. At that time, yes. At that time, 100%. Literally, they were at the top of the food chain. And if they wanted to let that go to the, you know, the time penalty and everything, time, time situation, they would have for those guys. But Preston doesn't have that status. And so as, as much as everybody's going to discount that, I 100% believe things like that happen all the time. Right? But they did review the tapes, though. They did, but come on, they, they let shit slide all of the time. And I think what Tyler is trying to say is 
because he's not the GOAT, because he hasn't been there forever, they're not going to let it slide for him. But a portion of it is also is that everybody else on the other team was saying that he didn't grab the rope. You think production gives a fuck? They, they don't care who saw what. They don't care who saw what. Okay, so before we keep on this for too long, two things. One, um, yes, they reviewed the tapes, but that's what we're saying. They reviewed the tapes because of who was at the controversy. That's my point. They wouldn't have reviewed the tapes if it was somebody else. Second, uh, Kahara had like the line of like the episode. Grab her, Kahara! Grab her! Laurel comes across these ropes looking like a champion. Meanwhile, there's a wet banana standing on the shore down here telling us how we're doing all this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kahara. Like, he is so amazing. That's pretty funny. I'm glad Nani thinks that too. I'm sure that won't come up later this season. <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on. Oh, God. All right. It is deliberation time. And now Carver Maria got a little bit of power because she was on a purple team and she instantly floats Banana's name. And uh, her homegirls, Teresa and Jessica, are definitely on board. Johnny Riley is on board. And then Teresa decides to float Laurel's name. Now, Cora won't vote Camilla, and everybody is scared to call out Laurel. Duh. Have you seen Laurel? I'd be afraid to call her out, too. There was some foreshadowing here from Teresa. She literally said, everybody wants to take out the big dogs, but nobody wants to get their hands wet, get their hands dirty. She literally said yeah. that in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how that plays out for her. So Teresa is able to get most of the girls and some people on the side to go ahead and vote Laurel in. But when it comes time for Teresa to vote, Teresa. I'm sorry, Jasmine. My vote's for you. Teresa votes for Jasmine? You mean this woman, this Joan of Arc that came in here, torches blazing to go for Laurel, just voted Jasmine? So now we look like the heads going after Laurel? And she's sitting up there shaking, all nervous? What the hell? Teresa decided to vote Jasmine, so Laurel doesn't target her. All right. Now, we know that politics play a major part in this game. Fair or foul, Teresa ducking out on voting in Laurel once her going into elimination is secured. Tyler, take it off. I mean, it's, it's fair. A burn vote is a legitimate strategy in these challenges. It's foul because it makes you look so much worse if you get had. Like, and you're sitting around people that are not afraid to just call you out and to tell everybody what happened. So... I mean, it's a fair move, but it's, it's, a, it's a dumb fair move. I mean, I fully agree. For Teresa to think that people wouldn't out her for what she did is kind of dumb. So she should have stuck with it because at the end of the day, Laurel was going to find out that she was the one campaigning for her at the end, no matter what. Yeah, they, they both said it perfectly. I mean, what Teresa did was stupid. It was obviously fair. The worst thing to do is, you know, to put more targets on yourself. And now not only will Laurel find out, she's now made an enemy of every single female on the team she was just on for lying to them. I really don't see her game lasting much longer based on this move. Now, now here's something that I found very interesting is like how poor everybody voting was that was supporting Laurel. Because right in that, that situation, Jordan, Johnny, and Kara all said they weren't going to vote for Laurel. And they could have protected her. Because Nani had two votes to Laurel's four. And, and Kara and Riley didn't vote for her. Like, so if those two would have just switched their votes, it would have been a 4-4 tie 
they could have totally switched everything around and got Nani in instead of Laurel. So the vote for the Mel's elimination comes down to a tie, and the tiebreaker is going to be Jordan. Now, which way do we think Jordan is going to vote? Yeah, so Jordan votes in bananas. <laughs> this motherfucker tells bananas it is time to earn his stripes. Now, who here remembers the, the playoff game between the New York Knicks and the Indiana Pacers? And apparently, Spike Lee said something to Reggie Miller, uh, something along the lines of uh, something about his wife or something with fellatio. I'm not 100% sure what was said, but then Reggie Miller went off. He went off and shot. He made like nine threes or some crazy shit like that. Do you guys feel like Jordan Golden Bananas is only going to add to his performance at this point? See, like with this season, it's weird because it's, it's like the first like true individual season where they're all playing for themselves. Usually everyone, you know, they want to get rid of the strong players first. And when someone makes that first move, it opens the doors for everyone else to follow. By Jordan doing it so early, Johnny's going to end up seeing, if he wins this one, I don't know if we're doing spoilers for the season. So if Johnny wins this elimination, he's going to see one next episode, maybe the one after and the one after, because he's now putting a target on himself. And I think, honestly, the same thing with Laurel as well. I think once you see one, there's already a vote towards your way. Because we saw um, in today's deliberation when people were saying, oh, I'm voting for this person because they voted for me. Or I'm voting for this person because I already said their name. No one wants to say numerous names. They want to keep saying the same one. And that's why Johnny is going to get screwed later on in the game. I mean, he's not... Before we say how's it going to impact his performance, let's, let's talk about the comments themselves. I think they're valid, and I think they're just. Because at this point... Bananas are oh, stripes? It has been, talk about that? Hang on a second, hang on a second. At this point, it has been four seasons since he's seen an elimination. And even then, that was at the very end against Adam and CT on Rivals 1. And that's a questionable elimination anyways. <laughs> More on that later, but... Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long time. I mean, and Jordan just finished a season with Bananas on Rivals 2, where Bananas didn't have to go to a single elimination to make the finals. And I truly believe that to be a, a full champion of a season, going into elimination is just like a check mark onto that to make you like a complete champion for that season. It's a complete way to earn your stripes for the whole thing. So he's just in what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to rile him up. And hopefully, hopefully he can, you know, put this in a good situation for him but i yeah i don't actually think it's just at all um if you're a top dog in the game and you got the alliance then you don't have to go into eliminations eliminations are dicey you want to stay out of them at all costs people make moves before even going into the season to make sure they don't see eliminations and really only the best players i'm sorry let me take it back only the most powerful players with the most powerful alliances are going to be able to make it through without seeing an elimination because if you don't see an elimination, the only thing that can get you out is a purge. And those don't come too often. I, this is where I agree with Tyler. When we look at War of the Worlds 2, a lot of people that made the final didn't see any elimination and a lot of people hated that. When we look at past seasons and we see a champion that has won something during the season, it's more memorable. It shows that they earned it. They fought their way through. Yes, having an alliance is an important part of this game but in order to make it memorable you want to achieve something during during your time there memorable is overrated if i could win a million dollars on the challenge 36 and nobody remembered it i'd be okay i know i was gonna say I, i'll be just fine listen nobody wants to see an elimination and you saw how pissed johnny was when this whole situation happened. 
I think that saying that Johnny needs to earn his stripe, I get it because he hasn't done eliminations for a while. And a lot of people do get upset when people don't see eliminations. But at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. Don't go into elimination. TJ says it every single time. I don't want to see you in here. Make some wins. Make some moves. Do not end up in here. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think Antonio and I are saying that you need to go into elimination. We're just saying that, like, when you look back at the best champions, they probably went into elimination that season and dominated, or they dom- or, or or they dominated the dailies the entire time. Like, it's either way, they're a dominating force during the season, and they didn't just kind of like ride somebody's coattails or sit on somebody's lap and then win a final, exactly. you know? But the only thing I have a problem with Jordan saying earning your stripes is that he hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it himself. When usually, if a vet said it to Johnny, fine. It is what it is because that's vet to vet. But when you have a, a guy coming off the second season saying that the, he, Jordan didn't do anything in his first season. When you look at Jordan's first season, what do you remember? Nothing. He won two eliminations, one of the best eliminations of all time. He probably would have got second place in that final if Marlon knew how to swim. If. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the elimination is set. Laurel and Bananas are going into elimination. That is stacked. I feel bad for whoever gets thrown in against them. But before we move into elimination, we have Devin versus Teresa. I just think that you should know and be aware that there was a ring leader amongst that voting uh-huh. that then turned coat sitting right there okay. so that it looked like she had nothing to okay. do with it. That's good to know. And I think you know who I'm talking about? I do. Thank you. Teresa, you can't have other people do your dirty work for you. You proved that you are a coward. I will have no mercy right in the future. Uh, Devin definitely feels some kind of way that she voted for Laurel, and so did other people, and Teresa backed out at the last minute. Uh, Teresa, very defiantly, uh, she decides that she doesn't have to explain herself, and Devin thinks that she is a liar. So. What does Devin do? She outs her to Laurel. She explains the whole thing, and she pretty much serves Teresa on a platter. Now, at this point, Devin and Teresa are cool. They're friends. They're friendly. Should, being a friend and a competitor, which one comes first? I mean, fair or foul? Was it okay to out Teresa as being the force behind Laurel to save your own ass? It's totally fair. I mean, at the end of the day, and we're going to say it, say it right now, all is fair and love war and challenge. But did Teresa do Devin dirty? Yes. yes. I think she was more trying to distance herself from the action. I don't think it really puts dirt on anybody else. Because she had everybody else do it for her. Yes, it did throw dirt on her. They're grown. Ain't nobody made them no, do it. No, but the thing is, with that, with that whole situation, from what we've seen, we've seen Teresa's try to pretty much beg everyone to put Laurel in, and just so when... She gets put on the spot not to vote for Laurel. Devin has every right to tell Laurel, yeah, look, Teresa's, pl- Teresa's playing a dirty game. You got to watch your back because maybe, maybe we don't know that Devin and Laurel have an alliance and Laurel feels betrayed that Devin voted her in. Maybe now Devin's trying to cover her own ass. And if I'm Devin, I don't want to go up against Laurel. She's like twice her size. So Devin's doing what she has to do and that's it. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was essentially like Teresa said, hey, Devin, let's go to Montana and let's go bear hunting. And then Devin shows up, and Teresa's nowhere to be found. And, of course, the bear's going to come after Devin, you know? And that's, that's how this whole situation was. So I think it's fair for Devin to say, hey, I voted for you, but 
this person was the one that got everybody to vote for you. It's 100% fair. And you know what? It's all about doing what's best for your game. It's an individual game. And if you lack integrity and that's what somebody doesn't like, then they're going to use it against you. Okay, do you guys think this was the right time to put in bananas and laurel? Because I completely think that it was the wrong time to put in bananas, just based on who was there. But what do you guys think? I think Kara had a point when she said, if you have an opportunity to put Johnny Bananas in, you put Johnny Bananas in. Um, I think that going for a strong player, though putting a big target on your back, is, is honestly the best way to go about it. Hoping that somebody else who is strong ends up sending them home, or somebody who may or may not have more heart. I mean, a lot of people thought Kara wasn't going to win the elimination against Naya, but Kara won. So I think that they were hoping for another miracle for somebody to knock Laurel out. I think with who was on the other team, it's the perfect time to send them both in. But the thing is, though, you have to send both in, not one or the other. If just Johnny goes in and not Laurel, or if Laurel goes in and not Johnny, that brings up big question mark because, like, who's playing who? Because Right now, they're both saying, I mean, right now, that whole team is saying, we want to send in that team's strongest players. If they don't, if they do it just for the males or the females, then it brings up red flags and, and questions start getting thrown. So that's why I think it was a good time to send them both in. See, why I think it was wrong is because you look at it and Johnny had 75% chance to have a favorable odds in an elimination. I mean, Isaac up to that point had ever won an elimination. Kahada is outsized by him, and Preston doesn't have the strength to compete with him. And we've seen all the eliminations so far. Every single elimination is either a headbanger or something that you've got to be, you know, super strong to do. There's not a single puzzle on there that's an equalizer. So that's why I thought it was wrong, because they were banking on CT pulling the kill card, which would have been the one way that it could work out for their favor. But I mean, there's three guys there that I think Bananas easily can beat. And every single one of those eliminations. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned, now that you bring that up, yeah, it was kind of stupid, but you want to make your targets known now because let's just say if they send in, trying to think, let's say it was Anissa and who was another guy in that team? that they or, or Isaac. And they both come back. That just adds another target for them. That's going to go after them. At least they know. You meet their presence known as Johnny and Laurel, so they know who they're going against, you know? Well, the thing about it is you can't really tell who they're going to be up against. It comes down to the draw. But granted, nobody in the draw is really equipped to take any of them out. So looking at who we have in the draw, I probably wouldn't have gone after... <sighs> bananas, bananas could go either way in an elimination. But Laurel? Hell no. Bananas, sure. Because anybody can beat Bananas. An elimination. <laughs> but Laurel? Nah. I think at this point she's undefeated, right? Yeah. yeah no, no, she... Oh, at this point, nope. yes. Yeah. At this point, nobody has beaten her. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thrown her in. It wouldn't have been the right move. Uh, there's way too much opportunities for her to come and bite you in the ass afterwards. And if she's willing to eat her own young, then <laughs> you're definitely going to feel it. But let's go ahead and move on to the elimination. Today's elimination is going to be... All right, tonight you guys are playing balls in. As you can see, there's a giant circle. In the middle of the circle, there's a barrel, which is your goal. To begin, one player is going to be the offense. They're going to have the ball. Then the other player is going to play defense. They're going to try and prevent the offensive player 
from scoring by any means necessary. If the defensive player tosses the offensive player out of bounds or the ball falls out of bounds, that ball is dead. Whoever has the most balls in in five rounds will win tonight's elimination round, stay in the game. Balls in. No homo. <laughs> An instant class. It's this is like this is like anybody that's watching any episode of the challenge. This like you see that little like trash can with that circle and you yeah. get giddy. You get oh, excited. Yeah. You know you something already know what time happen. it is. Just like when you come down, you see two things of pe- plexiglass and a in a small hallway, you know how it's gonna go down, or if you see that povetzel. So balls in is it, it, definitely fast paced, it's combative, and it's violent. Anybody can love this. So Let's go ahead and get down to the draw. So let's all remember that Laurel is on the other side of this elimination. <laughs> and right. yeah, and Jasmine, little Jasmine, pulls the kill card. Now Jasmine is about four eleven, hundred and fifteen pounds, and she immediately bursts into tears. Now as soon as this happens, Devin knows that they fucked up. Because Laurel is definitely coming back. But let's talk about Jasmine bursting into tears. This is the challenge. You're going to have to see an elimination. You're going to have to get dirty. You're going to have to bang. Now, granted, not all of these matchups are going to be fair. Jasmine turning into a crying, blubbering mess just at the mere prospect of facing Laurel. How did you guys feel about that? Tyler? I mean, I don't discredit it i don't think it's wrong essentially she wasn't crying because she's going up against laurel she's crying because she knows at this point she's not going to be making any more money on this show she's gone that's it like she just knows her season's over it's you know it's 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 fair well she's like 90 pounds and laurel's at least a buck 50 of muscle my right calf is 90 pounds muscle (laughs) and i'm not gonna say listen at the end of the day laurel is much bigger than Jasmine, and it's totally justified because she sees all prospects of her moving forward going out the window, especially in a physical elimination. So when this elimination starts and everything, you know, there's always people asking, like, what if the best team in college football played the worst team in the NFL? Well, this is what would happen, folks, if if, if a bunch of kids went to go play <laughs> against a grown-ass adult. <laughs> Bananas. I mean, I think I can't really beat Tyler. It's like, damn, that's actually a really good reference. But (laughs) honestly, though, that's a great analogy. Um, I do give Jasmine credit for even just for even getting one point. I honestly, I wouldn't even think Jasmine would like even take a step against Laurel. But some people aren't really like cut out for the show, like physicality wise, and Jasmine doesn't have to bite the bullet. So, yeah. Listen. If Jasmine isn't cut out for the show, physicality-wise, why does she accept the call? You're going to sit there and cry at, at the opponent you're about to face? Where's your confidence at? Where's your, I don't give a fuck. What, I, don't, I don't give a fuck how big this girl is. I'm going to take her ass down. Um, I didn't like the lack of confidence. I thought she could have believed in herself a little bit more. Um, as soon as she pulled the kill card, it was just like, hmm, well, that's a wrap for me. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think I was, it's not that she doesn't have heart, but I was expecting just a bit more confidence. I just wish she had like an inner Derek in her. Like, like Derek is small, but he, he has like the heart of a bulldog. And if Jasmine had that. But he's all muscle. But, st- no, but the thing is, though, he's, he has yeah, all Yeah, but heart. that's, that, that, that has nothing to do with it. It's heart. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, honestly, myself, 
myself right now, I don't even care. Like I'm way smaller than some of these like big guys that go on there. I don't even care. If I saw a hall brawl and I was against like CT, I wouldn't care. I'd go right at it. If, even if I lose, I don't care. If I see a pole wrestle against Derek, I'm going to go at it. I don't care. Like if I'm going up against Sarah Rice in a puzzle, I'm taking you down. Does not matter. Does not matter how good you are. I'm going to find a way to beat you. And if I lose, no matter whatever. What. I mean, she didn't quit. She could have just walked off and quit, but she didn't. Yeah, but she still uh, participated. Well, look at look at the men's game. That's going to be the difference <laughs> between an athlete and whatever Jasmine is. <laughs> also, guys, <laughs> so it's going to be Laurel versus Jasmine, Isaac versus Bananas. Uh, let's start with the girls. Not really a lot to describe here. Um, exactly what you think happens is exactly what happens. Jasmine gets flung six ways from Sunday, and it is really, really just sad. This is sad. Laurel skates to an easy win, and Laurel immediately puts Teresa in her sights. Now, for the guys, we got a little bit more action. Bananas come down. He wants to remind everybody exactly who he is and how he got to where he got. All right, boys, ready? All right, let's do this. It's always nice to uh, remind some of these young bucks who I am. If all goes according to plan, I will come back victorious tonight and make everyone's life a living hell. I don't want to go home. Isaac goes head up, and Bananas puts him on his back. Bananas shakes him and scores. Isaac decides to go heads up, and Banana lays him down. Banana hits him with the spin move, scores. Isaac charges to get dragged down. Banana goes for the ball. Isaac powers it in. It goes back and forth for a little bit, but Isaac has no chance at overpowering Bananas. Bananas put Isaac away, and he shows off his muscles in victory. I, I think that these two eliminations got rid of people that are less of competitors in the house, but are more of like great characters for the show because they bring such entertainment value. And so... For me personally, I didn't think this was a great elimination. I think this is one of those like um, I'm, I'm, I keep using like football references, but this is just like when like you know these SEC schools like Alabama play like a Division two school in like week one. That's what I looked at like this. It was just all fluff to make bananas look good, and Isaac didn't stand a chance in this. I don't know if he didn't ever play football when he was younger, or what, but it just looked like that's all it was. Bananas knew how to play football, and Isaac hey, but- didn't. Now, you no. are 100% right, because people like Isaac and people like Jasmine, they're definitely great for when you're showing in-the-house drama, but once you get down to elimination, it's balls to the wall, or in this case, balls in, we see but how they really stack with, up. And even with football, prepared to the challenge, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Like, look at this season. We've seen the Miami Dolphins mm. beat the Patriots. Like, really? Come on. We've seen the Bengals beat the Jets. We've seen... But, right away, but the thing is... Listen, the Dolphins beating the Patriots happen every once in a blue moon. Jasmine had no chance of beating Laurel well, I'm saying- at all. You could have gave Jasmine a 40 caliber pistol, and Laurel would probably what still win. What I'm trying to say win. is that upsets do happen. Like, you can't just write off saying so someone's going to win automatically. Like, even this, just, this past season with Jordan and Josh, everyone wrote off Jordan right away, but look who won at the end. What? Who? Yeah, but- who? Wait, wait, wait. Who There's a difference, Jordan? though. Well, yeah, exactly. Who, who thought Josh was going to be Jordan? It was a tug of war. Okay, with two hands. be honest. When you saw, wh- yeah, when you saw that, and you're like, you need two hands to hold two ropes. 
Everybody thought this is where Jordan goes out. Like, come on. That's the initial let's, thought. Let's be real. Here. Not even remotely close. <laughs> no. Now, listen, I hate Jordan, and I still, under no circumstances, well, Josh, Josh going to win that one at all. Can I, I make a both. bold? A, can I make a bold accusation? Okay. Pre- Preston would have put up a bit better fight than Isaac in this elimination. <laughs> oh my Isaac didn't exactly roll over. Isaac is a potato that is competing in events. <laughs> and, 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 you can't call and, a challenger and, a potato. <laughs> okay, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, what I mean by that is he's just there. He's just there. He doesn't do anything. He just he just sits there, and he just got taken out. Like I'm not saying anything bad about him. Really, I'm just saying. There's nothing special about him when it comes to competitions. He's just there. I can concur. Preston's also a bigger but body. I think Preston has more heart is my whole point behind that. Like he has more pizzazz behind him, more flavor. It's not just, you know, plain Jane. I, I had a problem with Johnny Banana's interview before this, where he's going to show everybody exactly who he is and how he got here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up a second. I don't see all of your former alliance members, all your friends. I don't see everybody carrying you as far as they can. No, it's free because... agents. <laughs> I know, but, but he's going to show everybody how he got to where he is. You can't do that without all of your posse, which is essentially <laughs> how he gets where he is. Up to this point, up to this point. Now, he is playing this game pretty well up to this. You know, he's doing decent. I, I just think comments like that are the reason why he gets targeted and why people like Jordan Wait, say, time to earn about? your stripes. Because... When he said that he's going to show everybody exactly who oh, he is and how I, he got I here, he's going to remind them. Speaking of comments, Bananas made a comment at the end of the elimination about Jordan's hand. How about those stripes, baby? How about those stripes? Mother It wasn't me in there, homie. I'll be. I hope I see you in here. Are you damn straight. You won't just be missing a hand after you come in here, but I'm going to take your head off. I like that intensity. Congrats. You beat a mediocre Isaac. I shouldn't have sent a sheep to do my job. All right. Battle lines have been drawn. I'll send you home. No worries. All right. Off top, did Bananas go too far with the hand comment? Yes, a little too far, but he did apologize. He did apologize. He, he, in the episode, okay. you see him apologize, okay. number one. And number two, he does have a reason for saying it. it was in the moment. And, you know, when stuff happens in the moment, you just say stupid stuff. And he apologized on it. And that's what matters most. That was a bullshit-ass right. apology. Yo, doesn't he sound like somebody's, you know, press agent just going off right now? Um, Public relations. Yo, Tyler, bat this one out the park. Did he go too far? You're not going to like this, but I'm going to say, no, he, he didn't go too far. Um, I, I honestly think this is one of the best quotes ever in a challenge due to the circumstances, the storyline, everything that's happening. This is what like somebody in Hollywood would write. They would literally write, you're going to be missing more than your hand if you step in here because I'm going to rip your head off. Like that's, what's the difference of that, of CT saying, I'm going to rip your head off and eat it? What is the difference of that? Because CT They're might actually same... do it. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't think it's foul. I, don't, I honestly don't think Jordan took it, took it that hard of offense. I think more people were offended than Jordan. You know what? For all of the faults that Jordan does have, he is surprisingly a good sport. One of the things that he uses when um, people attack him for, you know, the things he says, but more specifically about the way how he talks to, you know, Carver or some of the women in the house, 
he goes, you know, I'm just highly competitive. And when you're playing a high level of sports and a high level of, of competitive nature like that, talk like this comes out is natural. It just kind of washes down your back because we all know we're in the moment. We're just athletes and we're just, you know, it's, it's just game talk. And for the most part, when he's on the receiving end, that holds true. And this is, you know, this is nine seasons ago. I think that Johnny has always pushed the envelope and he always has a tendency to just go right over that line. I think he went too far uh, to bring up somebody's disability in that way. So for me, 100% fair. 100% fair. Jordan has been running his mouth all game. And like he said, this is just part of game talk. Um, you know, but you know, I mean, sure, bananas wanted him to fill it, but there's really no malicious intent. You try to throw me in here, it didn't work. I'm riding high right now. And that's just the way it goes. Um, also, Jordan can bring up his hand when it when he talks about oh, how he had to overcome this or whatever. If he gets to talk about it, why doesn't anybody else? I mean, it is what it is. And and, and when you're playing at this high level and you're doing something like this with hundreds of thousands up to millions on the line, you can get away with this. I wouldn't suggest that he does it all the time, but Jordan went after him. He got thrown into elimination. He came out on top. Let the man breathe for a little bit. And with that said, that's going to close out episode five of season 25. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us over here at Love War Challenges. Remember, keep our eye out next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Love War Challenge Awards. Who will win the Golden Spoon? Dun, dun, dun. Also, episode six of the Challenge 25, Free Agents. Bananas, close us out. First episode of 2020 in the books. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our new website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you, you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. Peace. <laughs>